You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing uh, just great. Oh, you sound you? you sound down. Do I? Well, it's uh, you know this uh, this law gig. It'll wear on you. Well, you know something that should cheer you up. Alabama did, in fact, get a commitment from Jamison Williams. I don't know if it's a commitment. If you're in the transfer portal, I guess he's already there or on the way. Or I, hell, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, anyway, Jamison Williams, who was a top 85 prospect in 2019 transfers from Ohio state to Alabama gives Alabama a big time speed threat as if we don't have enough of those already, but I found it interesting one that we're going to take a receiver transfer considering um, the receiver room seems to be pretty packed with ballyhooed guys, even if they aren't that incredibly experienced. Um, But this guy must be one of those that Saban thinks is too good to pass up. Right. Yeah, um, I'm not. There's two 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 things here. Uh, number one, uh, Jameson Williams. It, I mean, do you take Jameson Williams? The answer is, of course, you take Jameson Williams. He's a national top 100 prospect. And while he didn't show up at Ohio State and do Devonte Smith things immediately, um, you know, it's hard to get on the field there. He did play and catch, even caught a touchdown pass in the playoffs this year. So he was a a, a significant player for them. Uh, just not what I would call a, a high impact player. But just on um, just on raw talent alone and, and what he was able to, to, to accomplish at Ohio State, yes, he's a take every time. Uh, my, you know, as usual, my only question is how, how does this all fit? When you take a kid out of the portal, he counts as an incoming. So this, act, this actually makes what? This is our 29th member of the 2021 class. <laughs> I think it's 28 or 29. Uh, we are over the 85, and now we're more over. And again, uh, I announced yesterday on this very show, I was going to stop bringing that up because everybody just gets mad and down about it, and I stopped trying to understand it. But frankly, I don't have to understand it, and, and neither does anyone. Uh, all we have to do is play under the rules uh, as they are, and I'm quite certain, quite certain that Alabama <laughs> understands the 2585 uh, rules and all the loopholes therein, and Alabama has figured this out. And kudos to Alabama, Nick Saban, for for having his own version of math that somehow works out better for for him than than it does for the rest of us. So that's awesome. Um, I like Jameson Williams as a player. Uh, I was asked earlier today. Um, I guess this means no to Tioto. Well, a couple of things. First of all, Tioto, as we sit here today is not eligible to go to Alabama. I mean, he could commit to Alabama and come come to Alabama, but he'd have to sit out this fall as it stands now. Now, the rule may be changed, but it's not. So Alabama and Teoto both would be doing each other a huge disservice by taking Teoto until we know what the rule is going to be. And secondly, and this does make some sense based on what I saw this spring, bigger problem spot for Alabama this fall, wide receiver or inside linebacker receiver and it's not even close that's the biggest problem spot on the team 
if we need a Band-Aid, if we need a transfer, if we need an older, mature kid to come in and, and possibly be an immediate starter, it's really at wide receiver. Because inside linebacker, we got a pretty good situation next to Christian with Jalen Moody. Shane Lee is a returning former starter. Deontay Lawson looks like a future star. So we're fine at inside linebacker. Wide receivers where the problem is. Yeah, and and again, I, I could make the argument the other way, though, that I would, if given the choice, I would choose Tioto, and maybe only because I've seen him more. That may be right. But I also think because I I believe we could need more help. I'm hmm, this is a bad spot. It's it's a weird spot to be in as an Alabama fan. I was gonna say at first I'm more excited about the potential of wide receivers than linebackers, but that's not really true because our linebackers seem to have a shitload of potential. So that's probably a bad thing to say. But I guess for this particular year, maybe long term, I'd rather have Williams. Short term, I'd rather have Tioto because I think you're only going to have Tioto for one year anyway, right? Right. Yeah, one year. You get Jamison Williams for as many as three years. Tioto, it's it's one year, and that's simply because everybody uh, completely understands he's only playing one more year of college football, then he's going to be off to the NFL. The irony is that Tioto's highly likely to end up at Ohio State. We're getting Jamison Williams, and Tioto ends up at Ohio State. That's that's highly likely to happen. Yeah, that is. But I mean, that's what's gonna. That's the way it's gonna be with teams that are in the playoffs. I mean, the, the teams are gonna like Ohio State and Alabama are going to probably trade within one another, and then Henry Tioto is gonna be like, I don't know which playoff contender I want to go to: Bama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. You know, one of those dudes though. And um, then if you're not that good, if you're not good enough, you'll transfer to a. UCF or whatever. I mean, I'm not taking a shot at UCF. I kind of am. It doesn't matter. Who cares? They don't have a locked on UCF. Um, but anyway, Jimmy, I, I went off on a rant there, but I didn't mean to. Uh, let me tell everybody about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. And usually they play a little slower than that, but you get the gist of it. Go check out rockauto.com. Go check out their easy-to-navigate website. It's super easy. Super great folks to work with. You can get your chassis and your timing belts, just not your fuzzy dice. You can get your hubcaps. You can get your uh, axles, I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter because I'm not the one buying it. You are. Go to rockauto.com. You know what you need. You know what model car you have, and they want to help you get the parts you need at much less. Prices expensively than um, your big box store or you know AutoZone or whatever. RockAuto.com is there to help you. They've got customer service that's uh, out the yin yang. I mean, they're fantastic. Go check out RockAuto.com and in the how'd you hear about us box, put locked on or locked on Bama. We'd appreciate it. That's RockAuto.com. Okay, Jimmy. Um, so Jameson Williams coming in and that, you know, that's great news. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll definitely take him. That's all cool. By the way, um, I was on the locked on Raiders podcast, uh, mm-hmm. with a gentleman that we're friends with your boy Q as I'm not even really sure what his real name is. I'm, I like calling him your boy Q and I guess sure. like, I'll just call him Q cause that's probably what people call him, but whatever. Um, and it went really well. They were, he was asking about Leatherwood because obviously the Raiders took Leatherwood at number 17. And he even he was like, look, I think it was a little early. But as the days have worn on, 
it's sort of leaked out that maybe taking Leatherwood there was a stretch, but it wasn't a stretch. It wasn't like Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four stretch. I mean, it was a stretch, but he probably wouldn't have gotten out of the first round. So if that's the case, you kind of feel better about the pick. And the other thing that I really enjoyed talking to him about, and I encourage people to go check out the podcast, um, we talked about Kenyon Drake because they they first of all, the Raiders have drafted an Alabama player in the first round three straight years, Jacobs, Ruggs, and now Leatherwood, and then they signed Kenyon Drake. So their backfield is Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. And he was like, what do, what do you think of that backfield? And I said, it, it arguably is the best backfield in, in the National Football League. You have the best one-two punch in the league. I mean, I think. Could be. It's up there. Um, it's up there, certainly. And he said, well, you know, I don't know a ton about Drake. And I said, let me tell you what. Drake is was criminally underused at Miami. And then he got a little banged up in Arizona. Um, but I'm telling you, y'all are going to love him for all the things he can do that nobody's been able to see. And I said, you know, I, I, I sent him the video clip of his catching the 80, was it 80 or 85 yards? I think 85-yard touchdown or 87-yard touchdown against um, Florida when they split him out wide and they had a linebacker on him, and it was just a no contest. And I said, the the pass was great, and it, it seemed like he was wide open, but that's a tough catch for a running back to, like, totally extend your arms, never break stride, put your hands on the ball, and bring it in. That's not easy for a running back. or You know, Amari Cooper can do that in his sleep. But Kenyon Drake did it as a run back, and, it, and the route was ridiculous. And I sent it to uh, your boy Q, and he was like, man, that's that's crazy. I mean, I had no idea he could do that. And then I told him about, obviously, the kickoff return against Clemson. And, uh, you know, I said, this guy is multi-talented, and he just hadn't been used right in the NFL yet. But hopefully the Raiders will do that with him. Yeah, Arizona used him better than Miami did, and then he had some injury issues. I think he showed in Arizona that he's a high-quality NFL back. I don't think he ever got that opportunity in Miami, uh, but he did in Arizona, and I think he proved he's a quality back. And it's a great situation for him with the Las Vegas Raiders because now he won't shoulder the load. He's just doing it by committee. But this is how valuable it is, Luke, and you just pointed it out. It's how valuable it is having someone like Drake that is such a talented wide receiver. And yeah, I said wide receiver. He's such a talented wide receiver. See, teams substitute on defense based on your personnel, right? So if you go four wides, that's what your personnel is. You know, let's say you got, you know, one back and four wides and no, no tight end, but you've gone one back, four wides. The other team is going to be in dime for sure because they got to match up with those receivers. You can't afford to have only four defensive backs on the field when the other team has four wide receivers, you, you need at least a minimum of the fifth guy or the sixth guy coming off the bench. But let's say, for instance, you come out in, uh, you come out in, in three wide receivers and a back and a tight end, okay? Now you don't have to flood the defense with defensive backs. You don't have to flood the field with DBs because the other team's in a traditional 11 personnel alignment, a back, a tight end, and three wide receivers. Okay, so so now you're in more of a traditional defense. Well, what happens when Kenyon Drake goes in motion and lines up in the slot then? Uh Oh, now you've got to cover Drake with a linebacker. You've got to. You don't have enough defensive backs. So you create all sorts of problems for the defense and their personnel packages when you put a running back on the field who not only can line up outside, 
but will burn you for a big play. And, and, and that's what the NFL is all about. It's about that chess game. But if you want to win the chess game, you have pieces that can move around the table. You don't have to substitute and, 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 and basically vocalize to the other team what you're doing by your substitutions. You have players capable of doing more than one thing. And, uh, and it just makes you really difficult to defend. And that's what Kenyon Drake will do for the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, you got Josh Jacobs in there. If, you know, God forbid if you somehow work uh, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs on the field at the same time. I mean, that's not really an NFL trade. No, but yeah. they, you know, that would be interesting um, if they could both get out there. Well, you can the line them both up in the backfield and one one goes in motion and lines up in the slot or you move up one to H back. One of the things about Jacobs in particular, even though he's a running back, he's not a fullback, but what he is, he's a very willing blocker. Josh Jacobs is tough as nails. You could line up Jacobs and Drake, just position Jacobs at an H back position and pitch the ball to Drake and he'll run it right behind Jacobs. I assure you Jacobs will take on a big linebacker trying to clear room for, for Drake and he, and he need to probably get it done. J- Jacobs in particular is a tough kid. Kenyon Drake is as well, but not like Josh. So, I think there are things you can do with both of them on the field at the same time, but they're both talented pass catchers, particularly Drake, who's basically as good as, as an NFL receiver. You know, Josh is good at catching the ball in the backfield. Kenyon Drake can almost get away with playing wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's insane to think Josh Jacobs is about to be in his third year too. I mean, that's crazy to me. Um, I mean, because – it and and meanwhile, Kenyon Drake, this is going to be what his sixth year. Well, twenty sixteen was his rookie year, so yeah, his sixth season. That is hard, or seventh, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, his sixth season in the NFL. Hard to believe. I mean, my God! And you're right; my, he was he ooh. was underused, but he was also there at the same time Derrick Henry was. So. A lot of Alabama people are underused. As a matter of fact, that's a good segue into going back to, to topic number one. What do we really make of the fact that Jamison Williams has caught about 19 balls? I think it's about 19. He's caught 19 passes in two years playing at a program that has featured Justin Fields at quarterback during those two times. They chunk it around. Fields a damn good quarterback in that offense. And I know they've got other dudes. They're like Alabama. They're stacked. And Chris Olave, who comes back next year, is probably the nation's number one wideout uh, next season as Olave. I get that. Uh, again, I, I think it's a thing you don't make too much of. But at the same time, it's it's a thing. I mean, to tell you, Ruggs, Devontae, Judy, you know, uh, Devon, uh, uh, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Waddle. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't catch 18 balls their first two years at Alabama. They caught a lot more than that. Um, so that's interesting anyway, in terms of like one of the reasons that I won't be screaming all summer that Jamison Williams will be all SEC this fall is that reason. I'm not, I'm not, my expectations for him will not be enormous, but I'm glad that he's on the team. That's the way I look at it. I'm happy to take him. What are my expectations? I'm not sure because what he did at Ohio State, uh, you know, he obviously wasn't Devontae Smith at, at Ohio State. It's crazy to expect that now. It is. Uh, what's funny? I just looked up Kenyon Drake's, you know, career. First of all, he's never had a thousand yard season. Um, he was close last year with nine hundred fifty five yards, and then close the previous year with eight seventeen. Um, but he's had, he's got thirty one thirty, so three thousand one hundred thirty yards in his career. 
he's 600 yards away from passing Ron Dane um, for like 240 all-time in the NFL. A couple of things about that. Number one, it tells me how hard it is to be a long-term running back in this league because, I mean, he's only 600 yards away from being in the – or he's really only like 400 yards away from being in the top 250 all-time NFL running backs. All-time. And, I mean, I don't know how many running backs have been in the NFL all-time, but it's been a shitload. And so if you're in the top 250 – and Kenyon Drake has has not been a superstar – I mean, but he's just been kind of a workhorse. Man, he could – I mean, Kenyon Drake could finish up with, what, 6,000 yards potentially, maybe 7,000 yards in his career. That's bananas to think about that. I mean, you if he, if he does, if he were to get to just 7,000 yards in his career, I mean, he's he would be in the top, um, top 65 of all time. <laughs> That's not crazy to think that he, he's got four thousand yards left in him. That's not crazy. It's it's a great it's a great speech. You you start with your with your running backs. You're recruited, and the running backs on the team at Alabama or anywhere else, because all of them believe that they're the next Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs or whatever. But then you go over the numbers like that, and you're like, yes, put everything you have into your football career. Put it all. Put everything you have into it. But you need Plan B. Because even if plan A goes reasonably well, it ain't going to last long, particularly yeah. at that position. And what's getting worse, and frankly, I could probably get on a soapbox about this, it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because now that the NFL loudly says, uh, we don't value running backs anymore. Now, now they take one or two in the first round at the most. And again, they took two this year, which is about the average. It's been 1.7 per year since 2010. So that's one or two, and, the, and, and two went this year. So running back isn't a valuable position in the NFL. They're like, we'll just take one later. Well, what you do is it creates, I think, what I would call a churning of running backs. No one's necessarily looking for a bell cow. No one's looking for, hey, where's my 20, 25 carry guy per week? They're all looking to keep about three backs on the roster that can all split up the carries and split up the duties and, and keep them as healthy as possible, and, and then in the next draft, bring in another fourth or fifth rounder. So it's always cheap, and you've always got a young guy. And really, it's just unfair to the kids playing the position. You know, it really is. And, and, and I would even go so far, Luke, if, if you could find the high school kid that has the option, do I want to be a running back or a defensive back? You better choose to play defense. You, you'll play much longer in the NFL and make more money. That's a fact uh, now. That was not the case growing up. Kenyon, uh, on Johnson would like to speak to you five years ago or seven years ago. Um, anyway, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, look, you can go there now, sign up, use the promo code Locked On, get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free cash. Use that free cash to bet on who you think will be the rookie of the year. They've already got the odds out for all that. That's mm-hmm. really cool. You can bet on uh, futures. Who do you think is going to be rookie of the year? We'll talk about that when you're done with this fantastic library. But I, I love that betonline.ag stuff. We can just do whole shows on what's on their board like that because that's just a great question. I'm going to be thinking of an answer while you finish the library. Go right wow. ahead. 
I like the way you operate. Yeah, but you can do that. You can, and meanwhile, and while I'm finishing live read, you you hopefully have already signed up. You can be playing poker while we're ta- giving you who we think will be rookie of the year in just a few seconds. BetOnline.ag is the place to go. It's so fast, so easy to sign up. It's even easier to get paid when you're ready to get paid because you're going to win because you're a great American and you're a good person and you you're yin and yang and and the universe owes you a good one. So uh, go to betonline.ag and uh, put a bet in and get that money, cash out, get ready for Mother's Day. It's that simple. Betonline.ag is the perfect Mother's Day present. How about that? Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Jimmy, yeah, before you talk about Rookie of the Year for just for a second, uh, I found it ironic. I just saw on Bama Online, uh, according to Adam Zagoria, six foot seven Canadian Quincy. Guerrier Guerrier initially committed to Syracuse over Oregon and Illinois, but now he's in the transfer portal and uh, he averaged about 14 points and nine rebounds as a sophomore. Um, I'm not, I get, I don't know. I think he's, uh, I think he's at um, Gonzaga right now, I think, but I'm not sure. Anyway, He's thinking of transferring, and Alabama's on his list. And needless to say, we'd have to make room. So I'm guessing here's – I think Saban and Nate Oates are basically kiting checks with transfers where what they're doing – you know how you kite a check? You you know, you you write a check to one bank, and then you write a check from another bank, and you just let them go back and forth. Now, eventually it catch up, catches up with you. you and know, you go to prison. Yeah. And you go to prison. But um, I think what Saban's doing is like the NCAA is like, hey, you don't have any room. Oh, yeah, we do. We uh, gave him a basketball scholarship. Oh, okay. And then they go to basketball. You don't have any room. Oh, yeah, we did. We gave him a football scholarship. <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth to the offices until somebody finally graduates. Saban's like, what are you talking about? We got plenty of room. I don't know. It just seems to me that they're both like, you know, and since we're all we're all deciding to make this sport so much more fair to the kids, I'm just going to sign. I'm just going to sign a hundred of them, and Nate's going to sign twenty of them, and we're going to because we're being good. We're being good to all these kids. We wanted to be fair to the kids, so we're just going to take all the kids. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) else. I'm going to stop worrying about it. I'm going to stop worrying about it. I mean, I, I, I do work. When I say worry, people think, oh, my God, poor, that poor Jimmy loses sleep over the No, I don't. <laughs> worry just means this is worthy of discuss. We should discuss this as fans. We're discussing every facet of the team. We need to discuss this. And frankly, as a fan, this is just myself. I'm speaking for myself here. Uh, what I want to do when I talk football with my friends, Luke, everybody that listens to this show, when I want to talk, what I would like to talk about is whatever they're talking about in the staff meeting today. Wouldn't that be fun to every day get a memo of these are the things being discussed in the staff meeting so we can discuss them? That's what I like to do. Wait, what's going on in the football building? What are they talking about? Because that's what we should be talking about. And I bet one of the things they're talking about is how the hell are we fitting 108 kids into 85 spots? And So I, that's why I bring it up. If I'm Nick Saban, I say, ooh, that sounds like a problem for one of y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm the boss. I just want the answers. Y'all, I'm going to go in my office and eat some little Debbies and think about uh, a recruit that I like from the 2032 class. Meanwhile, in five minutes, somebody come in here with an answer or you're all fired. How about that? Yeah. He calls in Matt Self, the director of compliance, is who he calls in and just says, Matt, are you here? Yeah. Then you need to figure out how we're going to fit these 107 kids into 85 spots. Figure it out by 3 p.m. If you haven't figured it out, pack your shit. I think something like that probably happens. 
<laughs> if I was Matt, my next question would be, can I borrow a suitcase? Because I need to get all my shit. Because that's uh, where I'm hiding all the extra this. kids. I'm hiding all the extra kids on the suitcase. <laughs> Jimmy, let me do this. Let's talk about who we think will be rookie of the year on the next podcast as this one has come to a close. And uh, that'll give us something to look forward to. So uh, until then, roll time. Roll time.